What's up, bookies, and welcome to Eclipse Voices, the podcast and book club that brings you amazing literary works from minority writers so you can add their undiscovered jam to your reading list. So what are we waiting for? Let's turn the page. Welcome back, bookies, to Season 2, Episode 1 of the Eclipse Voices Podcast. I'm your girl, Tier, your resident scene reader, and if you skipped Season 1, that just means I take the writer's favorite scenes and read them right here on the podcast to you so you can hear a little bit of what's going on in the book and go over and purchase your very own copy. Today, I will be reading scenes from One of a Kind by A.M. Boyden. The link will be in the description where you can purchase it, so without further ado, let's jump right into it. A minute later, they were pulling up to the structure that the locals lovingly referred to as Town Hall. The parking lot overflowed with run-down trucks and hoopty cars parked on the street and nearby fields. Tatiana knew that everyone who was able-bodied was in attendance. Are you nervous? Keith asked, parking on the side of the building in his assigned spot. Not as much as I probably should be. I already know what I want to say. Well, if it gets too much, just give me a signal and I will get you out of there. What do you want me to do? Caw-caw or something? Uh, I was thinking something a little more subtle, like a fake cough or something. But what if I really have to cough? She whined. Hell, I don't know. Why don't you text me or something? He offered. You're smooth, Sheriff. If you wanted my number, all you had to do was ask, she teased. Keith flustered in embarrassment. He did want her phone number for personal reasons, but that wasn't his intent at the moment. May I? She asked, picking up his phone from the cup holder. Here, use this phone instead. He offered, pulling out his smartphone from the glove compartment. Two phones. Should I be concerned? She teased. If you're thinking that I'm a pimp, drug dealer, or I have one phone dedicated just for my hoes, then you're sorely mistaken. One's a work phone, and the other is for personal uses. I figured as much. i just like to see you squirm. Is that what gets you off, Tati? Making men squirm? No, but maybe one day I'll tell you what does, she replied, typing her information in his phone and tossing it back. And that scene came to us from chapter one, and as you can see, there is already some mutual attraction going on. Keith shoved the roses towards her and hoped that Tatiana was more invested in the roses than the blush on his face. Tatiana wore her hair loosely curled, and the red lipstick that coated her full pouty lips had him like a moth to a flame. Her dress was a simple black cotton dress with miniature red roses. The neckline was modest, and the dress stopped respectfully below her knee. Keith smirked when his eyes landed on the black cowboy boots that graced her feet. I'll put these in water, and then we can be on our way. Can't be missing the credits, Tatiana giggled. Keith rolled his eyes. Heaven forbid Tatiana missed the opening credits for 1994. A few moments later, and Keith was escorting Tatiana to the truck. Are you excited? He asked once he slipped in the truck. I am. I popped the popcorn just before you arrived, Tatiana reassured him, pulling out the gallon Ziploc bag filled to the brim with popcorn. What else you got in there? Keith asked, trying to steal a peek. Stuff, Tatiana sassed, quickly closing the bag. No need to get so defensive, Keith muttered, placing his hand on Tatiana's thigh. Tatiana's eyebrows raised as she watched Keith inch her dress up her leg. She was horny as fuck, and she had a feeling they wouldn't make it to the movies. Tatiana chewed on her bottom lip and fidgeted in her seat, contemplating her next move. Keith started at her knee and began to slowly stroke Tatiana's milk chocolate skin. He chuckled once he followed the light stroking by aggressively squeezing the meat of her toned thigh, eliciting a low moan from Tatiana. You have panties on, baby, Keith curiously asked. Yes, Tatiana moaned. Too bad, Keith sighed, pulling her dress back down. And that scene comes to us from chapter 17, where Tatiana and Keith are headed out on a date, and as you can see, it's getting a little steamy. 
Throw your weapons on the ground, nice and slow, Tatiana demanded. We're not carrying, Clark lied. Right, and I'm white with blonde hair and blue eyes, Tatiana drawled. You too, she snapped at Ken. Ken eagerly complied, not wanting his life to end at this moment. Clark smirked and slowly reached for his trusty revolver tucked in the back of his jeans. A part of him wanted to call the woman's bluff, but the look on her face meant she was all business. He slowly lowered the gun to the ground and raised his hands back in the air. Becca, grab their guns, please, Tatiana instructed. Yes, ma'am, Rebecca replied, quickly scooping up the guns. Talk, Tatiana demanded. Neither Clark nor Ken said a thing. You don't want to talk? I could have sworn from the way y'all were trying to kick the door down that you both had something you were eager to discuss. The men remained quiet. No? Okay, I'll talk then. How was your week-long blue bonnet-funded trip to Vegas? Exciting, I bet. Silence. I see you want to do this the hard way, Tatiana sighed. Get on your knees. Who the fuck did this woman think she was coming into their town, acting like she ran shit? They had received constant text messages and phone calls from the concerned citizens of Blue Bonnet about the new resident thanks to Pander's fuck-up. She had to go, and Clark would make it his personal mission to make sure she left. As she said, they could do it the easy way or the hard way. Clark jumped when Tatiana shot off a warning shot. Ken's knees instantly hit the dirt, with Clark slowly but surely following behind. Ooh, it is getting a little dangerous. That scene came to us from chapter 20, and Tatiana is tired of playing with these people in Blue Bonnet. Tatiana's jaw clenched as she watched the fiery blaze in front of her. From the outside looking in, one may have thought that she was angered by the cross burning in her yard. But Tatiana couldn't less give a fuck about those illiterate idiots' meager scare tactics. In fact, Tatiana was surprised it took this long for someone to put a cross in her yard. No, Tatiana was pissed by the disrespect she received from Keith. Sleep with the man and suddenly he thinks he owns you, she thought to herself. Tati, are you okay? Finn asked, interrupting Tatiana from the carefully formulated conversation she was having in her head. She plans on having a serious talk with Keith once this was all over. Yeah, Finny, I'm fine. Thanks for rushing out here to save little old me, Tatiana said, causing Finn to laugh. Now, we both know Tatiana Lee doesn't need saving. It was Tatiana's turn to chuckle to herself. I wish everyone would realize that. How can I repay you? How about a blizzard from Dairy Queen, Tatiana offered. I'd rather not. You don't owe me anything. I was just doing my job, Finn proudly said. Speaking of your job, I would like to press charges for a hate crime and harassment. Okay, against who? Clark Bailey. Do you have evidence? Tatiana raised an eyebrow at Finn. I'm not saying I don't believe you, Tati. I'm asking because that's what I have to base my arrest on. Of course, give me one second. Tatiana ran to Keith's truck and found exactly what she was looking for. Watch and be amazed, Tatiana said, bringing the megaphone to her mouth. And that last scene comes to you from chapter 22, where Tati, the genius that she is, is about to get Clark Bailey to confess to a hate crime in front of multiple witnesses. And there you have it. Be sure to pick up your very own copy of One of a Kind by A.M. Boyden. Again, the link will be in the description. As always, it's been Prose and Poetry. Until next time.